Welcome back, everybody. This is Eric and Chad here with Iraq Veteran 8888. Today, we have another gun gripe episode for you. And this one's going to be a relatively short episode. I just want to kind of give you guys a quick reminder. We're going to go over a few things real quick about David Chipman. Um, his confirmation is set to be held tomorrow, the vote uh, for his Senate confirmation. So we'd like to kind of go over a few details with you and make sure that you guys are contacting your reps and everything like that. Uh, before we get too far into it, I'd like to take a moment to thank our friends at Firearms Legal Protection. Um, you know, their legal services will actually protect you if you're involved in a personal defense situation or if you, uh, you know, have a red flag law thrown down on you and they come in and confiscate all your guns. Uh, they'll actually provide uh, legal support and they have really, really fair fees. So if that's something you've been looking to get into some type of concealed carry insurance, I know there's uh, you know different folks out there. Uh, firearms legal protection is cool because they are very affordable and they kind of stick to the beans and bullets of the situation in terms of having their lawyers on call, ready to go. Uh, some states consider it like a prepaid legal service and then others consider it more of an insurance. But the way to think of it is certainly as a concealed carry insurance. So if you are involved in a shooting, that can get you uh, you know, in the right direction, get you the uh, legal representation you need. So let's get into it here. We're going to sort of dive into the weeds a little bit. So you guys know that we don't agree with David Chipman's past. If you look at his resume, he is a known anti-gun activist. Um, he did a lot of work with the Giffords Foundation, uh, which you know is a well-known and well-established anti-gun uh, advocacy group, or let's just say anti-gun group. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that people should really, you know, in their minds, think about this thing in a way that, you know, do you really want a government bureaucracy being ran by someone who has known ties uh, to anti-gun groups. I mean, especially something as polarizing as the ATF. The ATF is already an organization that has rubbed many people the wrong way, and a lot of people disagree with their tactics. They disagree with their logic, or some, some would say lack of logic, when it comes to uh, the way they apply uh, certain principles to what they do. Uh, not only their overall approach to the way that they do their jobs, I mean, the ATF already has a dank stain on it, right? Things like Waco, things like Ruby Ridge. There's been many things. So we don't have to go into the weeds about why the ATF uh, needs to be careful about people like Chipman. There are even people within the ATF now and who have previously been um, acting directors of the ATF who have come out and said that Chipman is a loose cannon, he's dangerous, he's an extremist. And, uh, you know, so it's a very important thing that we look at this from a very, very open lens and see that he is a very dangerous person to have leading ATF. Uh, there's an article here I wanted to just share a quick uh, statement from. Uh, so it was actually um, former acting director Michael Sullivan. Um, so he was the ATF acting director uh, during the Bush administration from September of 2006 to January of 2009. Um, his statement uh, regarding Shipman... His partisan advocacy is his right as a private citizen, but engaging in his specific advocacy means his ability to objectively carry out the constitutional and legal responsibilities of the ATF and effectively lead the more than 5,000 men and women who serve there will be questioned both within and outside of the ATF. Okay, Chipman's bias against the exercise of Second Amendment rights has been obvious for years. Okay, so this is this is a, a former acting director of the ATF who came out and made this statement. Well, that's, it's it ties into something I want to mention. I mean, you have someone who's such a fervent anti-gunner, 
you know, leading an organization that is supposed to regulate a constitutionally protected right, those two things just really don't mix. And, you know, Chipman was directly involved with Waco. I don't think people really understand his involvement in that tragedy itself. You know, I mean, this is not the kind of person you want heading up this organization. He will certainly run it into the ground as far as trampling all over Second Amendment rights. I mean, we're already seeing this with, you know, other things that are going on right now that we will be covering uh, very shortly, like the the new brace regulations. You know, we still have the firearms frames and receivers uh, proposed rule that's, uh, you know, active right now that the comment period is still open on. There's several things right now, and if you think that this is bad right now, the the proposed rules regarding 2A rights, uh, wait until Chipman gets in, and we're going to have rules like this coming down the pipeline all the time where they want to reinterpret the laws that are on the books. I mean, if you guys listen to any of the confirmation hearing itself, I mean, Chipman was being grilled by senators like Ted Cruz, and he would not answer the questions presented to him. I mean, at all. He would just bounce around these questions. When asked if an AR-15 was a machine gun, he would bounce around. And finally, what basically came out was, well, I consider all AR-15s to be machine guns and they need to be regulated. So this is a man that is a fervent supporter of assault weapons bans. He's wanted to see these things banned for many, many years. Common sporting rifles that everybody uses, things that are in common use. He wants to see them off of the streets. You know, it's just, it's asinine to think that somebody like this could lead an organization like the ATF and have a neutral standpoint and look at it from an objective standpoint and just follow the laws that are on the books and respect the constitutional right that the ATF is supposed to be regulating. Okay. I mean, that's just, it's insane. It's insane. I don't think it's asking too much for a government entity. You know, you look at an alphabet agency, no matter what they are, no matter if it's, you know, the FDA, the EPA, the FBI, the CIA, you know, the ATF, all of these alphabet agencies, right? They should at least view what they are doing with regulations and with the, the proposed laws and, and with, you know, all of the, the science and research and things they're supposed to back up, their findings and all. They should at least view it under a lens of not only constitutionality, mm-hmm. but facts, data, statistics, all right? All of that should come into play. But most importantly, when you swear that oath to the Constitution, all right, you you work for the federal government, you you know what I mean. You should have a patriotic sense of duty in your heart to do what's right by the citizens of your country and respect the supreme law of the land, which is the Constitution of the United States. On that very thin margin, the Second Amendment shall not be infringed. All right, it's very clear constitutional language, so it's very baffling to many of us how any any suggested rule or implementation of a rule or 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 the reinterpretation of a law could even possibly be outside of that vein in any other way like it, it's the most clearly written language in the constitution and it's so high on the list the second amendment is the second thing they thought of to put in that document if you're making a list of important things to write down they viewed the second amendment as such an important thing to consider uh, that they they put that language in there shall not be infringed, right? Uh, when you look at, we're going to get into this brace thing and we're going to get into this receiver thing in a separate video, so I won't necessarily go there. 
but Chipman is dangerous, and you need to contact your reps. They're actually voting on this very, very soon. Like, I think today is the 16th. They're voting on it tomorrow. Uh, we were going to cut a video a little bit sooner, but we were traveling, and I wasn't able to get a video up a little sooner. We did do a video about Chipman mm -hmm. several weeks ago, so check that out if you want a little bit more backstory uh, that we might not have covered here in this particular video. But we mainly wanted this to be kind of a, a call to action. We need everyone to contact their reps, flood their inboxes, flood their um, e emails and phone uh, lines and everything like that. Fax machines. Fax machines, whatever you can do. We have to flood them with lots and lots and lots of comments mm -hmm. and lots of, you know, get in there and make it happen. Information down below. Right, there's information down below. Um, and also, I'm just going to mention this because it's going to be a day or two before I can get the brace and receiver video up. We do have some more gripes coming, mm. but just as a quick antidote here, make sure that you go and leave a comment on both the brace and receiver proposed rule change. It's two separate things in the Federal Registry you have to comment under. And guys, look, don't go in there and say a bunch of lewd and profane crap, right? Keep it factual, right? Keep it professional. Mm -hmm. you, it's, it, look, it's very important in these comments that you're leaving that you explain how it's going to economically affect you, how it's going to affect the safety of your family, mm -hmm. how it's going to affect your ability uh, to survive, how it's, you know, you need to discuss the economic mm -hmm. factors, the security factors, uh, not only that, but, you know, the, the infringements on mm -hmm. your rights there that you, you obviously, you know, so look, there are many different veins that this affects us, how it's going to affect the industry, how it's going to affect jobs, right? How it's going to affect revenue and taxes. Listen, guys, they're the government. This is what they care about, right? They, they care about money. <laughs> okay. So if you can make them understand the financial ramifications of this, they will quickly realize, hey, this is a terrible idea, right? Mm -hmm. At a time when our country is going through just an unprecedented amount of people losing their jobs. I mean, you look at the COVID crush and all the stuff that was going on, people out of work and everything. You mean to tell me that you're going to pass some arbitrary, crazy rule regarding fr uh, frames and receivers or braces that will potentially and will, not only potentially, will affect the, the livelihoods, jobs, security, an overall holistic financial portfolio of millions of Americans in an extremely negative way, right? So at a time when we should, we're all worried about how we're going to, you know, move on and make a living and move on in, in our world and in our life and in our, in our, in our freedom, right? We're going to move forth in our freedom. So at a time when we're all wondering how we're going to pick up the pieces and move on, they want to throw this wrench into the plans mm -hmm. even more and cause even more discord. Yep. That is how you must articulate it. Make them understand the discord that will happen in your life, in society, um, in the firearms industry, and not only that, but the moral and principally wrong things and constitutionally invalid things mm -hmm. regarding it. Make them understand it in that way. Articulate it, and you'll be fine. But please, leave a comment on the frames mm -hmm. and the braces. You'll see the, com uh, the uh, stuff down in the description box below. Also, we'll leave... Um, a link in the description box below uh, that you can go and oppose Chipman as well. I believe FPC has a little site set up. I think GOA does as well. It even has like a pre-written uh, letter, I believe, well, you can look, just go through and submit. Uh, so the pre-written letters are okay. I mean, that makes it very convenient for people who just want to go out and just send something in and just say they did something. But We can doctor it up a little bit. Yeah, but like in your own words, I mean, you know, 
just just flooding someone's inbox with the same exact nomenclature is one thing, but you know, a personalized letter stating why you oppose Chipman's nomination is much better. Right. But I really do appreciate what GOA and FBC do. They do make things very easy for folks, especially, you know, folks who just don't have much time to be able to get on there and actually do some advocacy. But sure. um, one thing I wanted to mention was uh, checks and balances. Okay. When we see these proposed rules and stuff pop up and we see things like, you know, Chipman's confirmation and all and things that he said that he wants to lead the ATF to do. We still have checks and balances. The ATF, as a as an alphabet agency, can't just dictate the law how they so choose, you know, or pick and choose and cherry pick what they want to uh, focus on enforcing or what they don't want to focus on enforcing, whatever the case is, or how they're going to interpret that enforcement, whatever the case is. Laws are written and they're submitted and then they're legislated and then they're signed by the president and then they're enforced. It doesn't work backwards. They don't get to just say that, oh, this is the way we're going to interpret this now. And then things have to go through the courts in order for you know any changes to be made. But that's the, the time that we're living in right now. Things get done. FPC makes the lawsuit printer go burr. And then we wind up in the courts. And then FPC wins. And then we're back at the cycle again, just like we've seen with bump stocks in the so past. So it's you know. worth noting, all right, the light at the end of the tunnel is that now, while this bump stock thing, not only will I, I, I will always view it as a stain on Trump's presidency. Yeah. Uh, but all right, this bump stock thing, you know, uh, Trump used executive fiat to move on bump stocks. All right, what happened? The court ended up determining, mm-hmm. hey, you can't. An executive order is not a law. Okay. They do not carry the weight of law. Right. Mm-hmm. You can't just sign a pen and make a law. Laws have to go through checks and balances through the Congress. There's a process for passing a law. So basically what this ruling on the bump stock thing uh, gave us, right, is that these alphabet agencies lack the authority, the constitutional authority uh, to make laws, Mm -hmm. obviously. All right. So, and that's essentially what that, I believe is a Ninth Circuit ruling Mm -hmm. ended up determining on bump stocks was that, uh, they do not have the authority uh, to just arbitrarily say that that's a machine gun. Yes, they, if if the law doesn't say it's a machine gun, they can't just say it's a machine gun. So that is the same face that the brace thing is going to fall on. It's going to fall right on its face. Don't assume and don't sit back. You need to leave those comments. We've got to be active. I think right now on the Federal Register on the, on the uh, brace thing, there's over like 50,000 comments. Mm-hmm. We need to get that up to 100,000 comments. Easy. Get your butt in there and leave a comment. And look, it doesn't have to be some elaborate dissertation that takes you an hour to write. It can be very simple. You know, hey, I so-and-so am a concerned, concerned citizen who happens to be a bump stock or a bump stock owner, a brace owner, whatever, in this case, a brace owner. You know, hey, uh, I'm concerned about my family's safety. I purchased an AR-15 with a brace because it's compact. It fits in my closet easier. You know, I can protect my house with it. I can maneuver it in my home and protect it's my family. It's easier for everyone else in my house to it's use. It's easier to shoot. I mean, look, you've got to articulate in a way like, hey, you know, I lost my job during COVID. It took everything I had to buy this brace pistol. Uh, an extra $200 would put me at a great financial burden, right? Not only that but an extremely regulatory burdensome issue that I have great personal issue with, right? Mm-hmm. I don't I don't want to have to submit all of my information to the government to peek under the hood of my house. Uh, this is my home. I'm trying to protect it. And this is a tool that I need to protect it. And I really wish the ATF would just back off and let us live our yeah. life. It's okay. And? Just articulate it simply. 
and submit it and everything will be okay. And also notate how you are not willing to become a criminal <clears throat> arbitrarily by the stroke of a pen. Right. I mean, this is the way that David Chipman, as director of the ATF, will look at the American citizenry. The American gun-owning citizenry is a bunch of criminals. He just hasn't caught them yet. I mean, right. that's his mentality toward us. I mean, yes. So, so guys, just look. In the vein of this particular video, there's three things I need you to do immediately. I need you to oppose Chipman's uh, Senate confirmation. Uh, go over and contact all your reps. I need you to go leave a comment on the brace uh proposed ruling and the proposed receiver ruling. Receiver, yep. Now, I don't want to overwhelm you guys, but like, there, there is another federal <laughs> assault weapons ban in the works, too. They're trying to slip mm. some federal gun control legislation under the radar while all this is going on, hoping that people will be... Uh, you know, distracted by it. And I believe Feinstein, of course, you know, she got it out and went <laughs> and blew the dust off and said, here, just throw this on the table. Let's just throw one more thing in there. So listen, guys, the anti-gunners have unlimited funds, unlimited money, unlimited resources. They own social media. They own the mainstream media. Mm -hmm. They own all these talking heads and blue checks on Instagram and Facebook and, and Twitter. And they own these people, right? They have... The, the, the perfect storm for them be, to be able to pass what they want because of mm -hmm. the amount of money and influence that they've garnered and the amount of controlled opposition that they have in their, in their hat too, right? So, guys, we're just a small group of people. The program people out there that are actually out here saying something about it, I mean, guys like us, guys like Military Arms Channel, Mr. Guns and Gear, Gun Collective, Guns and Gadgets, uh, Johnny... Um, yeah, look, mm -hmm. there's all these dudes out here that are that are taking really good effort to try to keep you informed about your rights and things that are going on. But at the end of the day, you guys have to get involved. Like, we can't do it alone. We have to have you guys help us with this. We all have to get involved with this. Mm -hmm. And we've got to show them that we can come together as a community and put our bullcrap differences aside and focus on the bull in the room. Right now, we need to grab the bull in the room by the horns and stomp him before he breaks all the china in the room. That's actually a myth, by the way. A bull in a china shop it is really not a big deal. Is it the a, Mythbusters is, tested it. Is it a bull but, in a china shop or is it el the elephant in the room? It, well, it, it could be anything, <laughs> but, but it's important, right? So look, but. when you're over on FPC and you're leaving a comment, uh, if you follow the link down in, in the description box below, and let's just say you go over to GOA or FPC to uh, use their forum uh, to go contact your reps or sign on to the petition or whatever, donate a few bucks. Even if it's $5, it really helps their efforts because it's not free for them to to hire lawyers and to su uh, submit lawsuits and all of you know all this documentation they have to come up with uh, and, and everything like that. It costs a lot of money. Legal fees are expensive. And FPC is doing a great job of actually fighting the real legal battles that affect gun owners. And they are they are obtaining victories, right? The bump stock thing with GOA and Tim Harmson, that was a victory, right? That set forth a very distinct precedence, right? And then what was the other thing that FPC just that just well, went through? Recently, um Recently, a judge in California ruled that the assault weapons ban in the state is unconstitutional. And uh, that was the Miller versus Bunta case. I think that's the name of it. That's yes. that they've been working on for quite some time now. And, you know, Newsom and the attorney general, I believe, in California, they're working to appeal right now. So the case is going to go back into the courts at some point or another. Um, but we should expect 
big things to come from that ruling. I mean, it it could set a precedent where federal level assault weapons bans are completely unconstitutional, and they never make it off of the legislative desk. So here's um, the thing. So all there these is people, some good light at the tunnel. All, yeah. There is. All these people have been complaining that California has gotten left in the dust, right? That's one of the most distinctive complaints that I've seen from people in pro-gun advocacy realm is, especially, I hate to say this, but it's just Mm -hmm. true, especially with the NRA, right? Oh, well, the NRA has left California behind. That's what you always see. People are upset and they're, they're perturbed at the lack of things that have gotten done on the fronts of places like California, right? It seems like these gun advocacy groups, they only focus on controlled opposition. They only mm-hmm. focus on areas where they know they can just make something happen well, really I, easily, like the low-hanging fruit. They don't go after the big dogs, right? FPC put in the money and the time to fight this, right? And they're gaining ground, right? Mm-hmm. So that's why a lot of people really prefer FPC and have been supporting GOA and FPC mm-hmm. because they're actually getting in there and taking those funds that they're getting in and using them to actually you know, get in there and fight legal battles in court. Let's not forget that the NRA has left everyone behind, not just California at this this time and age. So. Oh, yeah. Yep. Anyways. Well, guys, um, make sure you do those three things for me. I would really appreciate it. Um, if you'd like to support our efforts for making these videos, you can certainly do that. Um, you know, go over to Ballistic Inc., pick yourself up a snazzy T-shirt. Also, we got some man cans for sale, tons of cool things like that. Uh, you can also become a Patreon supporter if you wish and make a monthly donation. Uh, a big thank you to our Patreon supporters for what they do for us. Uh, these videos are not free to make. Our time uh, is not free. <laughs> so, like, it does, just like FPC, just like GOA, it takes us time to make this content, to edit it, to put it out there, to research it. So, uh, by supporting our efforts, you're also supporting, um, you know, getting other people involved and getting the 2A community a little bit more in tune with what's going on. And we have always, you know, strived to use our platform in a way that we think will help the 2A community at large. And that's very important to us. I mean, yeah, we make gun videos. We do all different kinds of stuff. We like to educate people and make educational videos and some of our redneck science. And yes, we have more meltdowns on the way. Don't worry. We have more coming. But all that aside, we can't enjoy all those things if we don't keep the Second Amendment protected. So, you know, these videos are the armor that protect all the other content and protect our rights and we feel that it's very important to make these videos um, because we need people to get involved and get out there and really be ambassadors for our rights. And I think that people are doing a great job. I want to see those comments go out the roof, guys. So let's get that number up above 100,000. We're at like 50,000 now. I want to see 100,000 comments on the uh, brace uh, proposal and the receiver proposal. And I want everybody to go and email their reps regarding Chipman because his Senate confirmation uh, vote is tomorrow. So that's what I need you guys to do. Go on, guys. Go do it. All right. <laughs> guys, have a good one. Oh, and one more thing. Oh, boy. Whenever I... Uh, so I am going to submit my comment on both mm. of those. Uh, but when I do, I think the guys at The Truth About Guns have agreed. Uh, I think they usually publish my comment for me. So I will publicly publish the comment that I'm submitting to the ATF so that everyone can read it and know exactly where I'm coming from. Mm-hmm. 
So I will publicly publish. Uh, don't worry, you will see my comment pop up soon. Mm -hmm. I haven't left a comment yet, but I will. Uh, mine's going to require, uh, you know, me. I, like I was to, I was kidding about them reluctantly publishing. I, I like to I like to go Rain Man and and really dive into the weeds. So I'm going to really try to articulate a lot of things in my comment. So I want to make sure it's written right. So I'm going to take a little bit more time and, and write it right. That's but, why Brandy and I will proofread it. That's right. They will. So <laughs> I will I will publish it somewhere. And uh, you guys will see it. So Bye. thank you very much. Have a good one. Many more videos on the way. We'll see you next time. See you guys.